BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bad Broadcast. We are continuing our spooky, supernatural, haunted themes this month for the whole month of October. And I just want to put a trigger warning at the very beginning. We're talking about, yeah, scary stuff. And if you're sensitive to it, you can skip this one. That's okay. I'll see you in, well, I'll see you in November because <laughs> we're probably going to keep doing some spooky stuff. But I do have a special guest here. Hello. It's Matt. We it's just, Matt. We just got a fight. <laughs> <laughs> teeny, teeny, teeny we were, fight. It is 3.45 and we were supposed to record at 3, but we've been arguing. That's okay, I'm though. Not arguing, problem solving. Pro- yes, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. We, we'll, we'll just tell you guys what, we'll just work through this on the air because Matt set up the microphones as he always does and he runs all of the sound and he's amazing at what he does. And, um, the microphone, like I had my headphones on and I was talking to the microphone and it was quiet. So I was like, why is this broken? What's going on? It sounds weird. It sounds quiet. It sounds muffled. And you can explain why it bugged you. Well, okay. It's not my microphone. It's yeah. my boss's microphone. Yeah. And Old, it... vintage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like really concerned about it anyway. Uh, scared me to death. I started to get a little frantic. Because uh, you thought it was broken. I thought it was broken. Because yeah. Because everything in my ears sounded fine. And, and then your headphones were just quiet. I know. <laughs> but so... the thing is, is that I don't understand stuff about microphones. So I well, didn't know. Okay. I think the bottom line was, why was your first reaction that it was broken? I never said broken. I never said oh, broken. Didn't? No. Did I just, did I just jump to broken? <laughs> no, literally. You literally did. I never said, oh, it's, I would have never assumed oh, that it was broken. Oh, you said it sounded like you were in a tin can, yeah, which so- is bad news for mics, but how would you know that? Yeah, I said, oh, it sounds like I'm inside of a soda can. Yeah, that's right. And you were, and it sounded like I was telling you that you did something <clears throat> wrong. Well, no, 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 no. You you're perfect. Don't worry. Oh, now I'm per now I'm perfect on the podcast, but off the podcast I'm bugging you. Okay, anyways, whatever. We obviously worked through it and we're back. And I thought Matt should be on this episode because you're kind of in the doghouse with some listeners right now. For what? Because of the sound effects oh. for last week. <laughs> you're probably gonna put more in this week too. Yeah, I'm gonna double down now. Matt's Matt loves horror movies. He loves stuff like that, but you don't really like like haunted houses. Well, like you never want to do stuff like that. 
Uh, no, I like horror movies because I can observe from a distance. Yeah, that's and true. Usually, the best music in movies is in horror movies. Yeah, you do love the music yeah. in horror movies. Yeah, in my opinion. And yeah, but um, yeah. Anyways, okay. So we're we are doing more of the submitted haunted or supernatural stories that you guys have submitted to me. But first, uh, it is our monthly dumb dumb club check in. <laughs> um. The Dum Dum Club, I just like to give a little bit of an overview if you haven't been here before for it. So the Dum Dum Club is a club that we all belong to because we all have things that pop up that we should have known a long time ago, but now we're just barely learning as adults. Do you have any? I have a submission. Oh yeah, what is week. it? Yeah, go ahead. It's not so something I didn't know, but I spent October eighth frantically trying to finish something for a deadline that was due on October 10th, and I thought all day that I had, like, I thought it was the night. Yeah, you you got the dates mixed up. Also, another one... cut that. It's not that, that interesting. <laughs> no, it's very interesting. <laughs> the more interesting one is that I recently taught you how to say paralysis. Oh, yeah, I say paralysis for yeah. a very long time. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we've talked about that before on Instagram somewhere. Probably, but either way. I said mosaic for mosaic for most of my life. Mosaic, and that honestly doesn't sound that crazy. Mosaic, mosaic, like... Mosaic sounds like European mosaic yeah. sounds. Can I put my foot on you? Well, I, can you scoot a little closer? That's about as far as I can. You were sitting way closer a second ago. Yeah, but my headphones. Oh, you changed. Oh, okay. Okay, so I have a couple of Dum Dum Club check ins that I want to tell you guys about. A couple of these involve husbands, which I like. It's It always Great. makes me laugh. Somebody's husband couldn't figure out why it was called the Dub Dub Club. Like she, he thought we were doing wow. like we he thought <laughs> he thought it was the dub dub club, which is really funny. That rhymes better. Yeah, it does rhyme. So uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Another husband thought that a red eye flight uh-huh. was an airline, like the red eye. I get. It. I will apologize for the husband. I'll, I'll represent the husband. You'll here. you'll be their advocate. <laughs> okay. Um. Somebody r- learned last year that it's not volleyball with a B. No way. <laughs> <laughs> or I shouldn't say last year, but she said last summer Olympics, which when, when was that? Oh, that was like 2016. Okay. Right. But still recently. It was recent. Learned. Yeah. <laughs> that might be wrong. Maybe 2016 was winter. I don't know. Was 2018. No, because 2020 was supposed to be summer. And they did. And, and it's every four years. But 2018 was winter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Olympics happen every two years, but they alternate. But, yes, seasons summer. happen every four. Okay, that makes sense. Olympic seasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, she says, when I was little, the signs on grocery stores that said one hour photo, I thought that literally meant you could only take pictures of the building for one hour of the day. Like a, like, like a no trespassing <laughs> yeah. sign for photos? Like they, they opened for one hour. <laughs> like why would anybody... She says, I remember thinking to myself, how did they monitor that? Why would anybody like have per- like, t- why pictures of the building? Right. Like you can only take pictures of the building for one hour. That's hilarious. That one's a good one. I love the like, r- like the reasoning behind these dumb thoughts that were wrong. Yeah. Like, no, I, totally. like I've had a two where I'll make up like an explanation to justify how dumb I am. Well, yeah, like this one. I, okay. I'm almost positive. I haven't said this one before, but if this is a repeat, I'm sorry. She thought that grow a pear meant grow a pear, like the fruit. And she thought it meant like like you should be good at farming. Like, like man up, dude. Like man up, grow a pear. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so <laughs> real good. Man can form. Yeah, a real yeah. man can grow well, up. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like she like made up like lore for her own. Yeah, no, saying. totally. Um, another one. This one's actually been submitted a few times. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and the ABCs. Yeah. Same tune. Yeah, dude. And but um, did you hear the new? Well, not the new, but how somebody wants them to change the ABCs. How we sing it for. For what reason? Because of the fra- the LMNOP. Because, listen, listen to how she thinks that we should say it. I saw this on a TikTok and I thought it was genius. Okay. She thinks it should go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Oh, totally. Like, that makes yeah. way more sense than A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Right. Yeah. Well, because, oh, Yeah. Yeah. That's, Anyways, that's terrible. Why? Why would we do that? It's yeah. even an office joke. Yeah. Elemento. <laughs> T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Uh, oh, somebody learned that we call people dimes because they're ten. They're ten out of ten. Like a dime oh. is ten cents. Is that new news for you? Like a like a dime. Like ten, okay. Like oh, she's a dime. Like she's a ten. I always thought it was like like dame, like the old timey. Is that allowed? Can I say that? Yeah, dame? Dame is dame a thing? Yeah, like a woman? Yeah, like a detective would say, "Oh, she's a good dame." Or Wait, you thought a... that that's what people were saying when they said she's a dime? Yeah, I thought it was like like a wait, variation but... of dame. Wait, are you are you being serious? Absolutely. Babe. <laughs> no, I, this <laughs> is, is news to that me. That is not good. I thought it was like, well, what what is dame from? Tell me what dame means. Well, dame is a it's a name for a woman. Okay, is dame like that's it's like, like a broad. Yeah, that's like old, old, old English, right? So, so you thought dime sounds about. So you thought rappers. And I've only ever heard people say dime about women. Now I get it because it's ten out of ten. But right, it's... but but like you thought like rappers these days were doing a variation of dame. I don't know. Kanye says poopy scoopy scoop. I mean, come on, <laughs> babe. That is bad. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> that is. I'm using my own rule here, though. Yeah, you made up my own reasoning for it. Yeah. That is really. Uh, or... Hmm. That's a little embarrassing. It's okay. Let me uh, <laughs> let me tell you this one. It'll make you feel better. Somebody learned that <laughs> she thought that submarines were fake, like time machines. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> she thought they were fictional. Like, Unreal. Which is weird because, yeah, anyways, uh, I mean, it's weird for a lot of reasons. But well, I guess, like, I've, I've never seen a submarine. Honestly, they could be fake. Yeah. We're not totally sure. No, for sure. I mean, have you ever known anyone who's been inside a submarine? No. And I know there's the only reason I know about submarines is literally because of movies. So I get it. So maybe they're not real. Maybe they're not real. Submarines are fake. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, Somebody thought that a cauldron was another name for a haunted house. Okay. Like Uh, a witch's cauldron. They really must not have been paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To like the movie, The Black Cauldron. Yeah. Or like whenever a witch is like brewing anything. Yeah. cauldron but i get that they're related yeah they're both spooky yeah. themed i thought that was a good one okay this this one i'll end on she was nannying for a british family and they had a dog named is p-a-k-a paka and she realized that the dog's name was parker but they were saying it with a british accent no <laughs> so she kept calling the dog paka And it was Parker oh, with the man. British accent. That's what we should rename our cat. Paca. Paca. It's like Pacha. Okay. So, are you ready to get into some spookies? Okay, yes. And I want to begin by saying, 
two spooky things happened to me yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Okay, so I was on the phone with a work colleague, and I swear I heard a little voice in one of my headphones, just a whisper. And I and I do you, but like, it wasn't like like a it was like a. And I, like, hung up on the guy. Like, I was like, oh, okay, no. Wait, okay. but don't you think maybe somebody came and whispered in his ear? No. He was in his car in L.A., and I was in my car at Target. So, no. And then... You didn't. It, you don't know if he was alone, though. Oh, I know. We'd been on the phone for a while. You don't know. If... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. Someone may have come and just Your for hands. that moment gone... <laughs> okay, but then, later that night, we were about to turn on Hocus Pocus. Yes. And you left the room and i swear i heard a little knock on the window scared me to death i asked you to cover the windows with the curtains when you oh came you back. did i did that's and why i didn't tell you why because i knew it'd scare you yeah no i was reading these stories today and like you walked in and i about spooked my pants no and I was... honestly i'm realizing that everything that's scaring me is probably tofu running around yeah <laughs> but i'm not used to a it's cat pa- yet his middle name is paka yeah <laughs> <laughs> paka. okay so those are your spookies. Have you ever had anything else happen to you? Have you ever had like a supernatural experience? Um, no, no, I, I, I don't go. I don't go close enough to the. Ouija I remember. Boards, well, so. yeah, but you told me one time you went to like some haunted place with your friends and they like held the door shut and it scared you or something. Yeah, I don't know if that was as real as I thought it was. Yeah, now that I can look back. Well, I'm oh, sorry. I just need to readjust so I can. You, you can like lift the mic up and stuff if you want. No, I just need to be able to see the. Uh, Oh, I shoot. have a little dum dum club thing to add to that. Okay, tell me. With Paka, yeah, Paka. My mom, when we saw Lord of the Rings, she she'd never heard of Lord of the Rings or anything. She yeah. didn't know that they were saying orc in English accent, so she called him ox for like all ox. of my teen years. <laughs> <laughs> That's my niece calls him porks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, she does. Porks, oh, so good. That was so good. Okay, all right, let's get spooky. Let's get spooky. I'm scared that. We're going to get, like, somebody's going to walk by our window and it's going to freak me out. Okay. Yeah. No, also, there's these two, like, 12-year-old kids who've been cutting across our backyard on yeah. their lunch break every day. And it scares me to death I know. Every time. Well, and also, I, like, walk around, like, naked. Like, they, if they... Oh, if they've I, for sure seen me naked. For sure? For sure. That's... You shouldn't tell people that because that's, like, illegal. Well, they're the ones walking past my... You don't sit there and wait for them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, let's continue. I've got a handful of really good stories that were submitted. I'm excited to tell you about them. All right. So these are user-submitted stories? These are all user-submitted. Oh, firsthand. I like that. Yes. Okay. I mean, some of them are like, this happened to my husband, so here's his story. Okay, let's get into it. She says, okay, Maddie, I've actually had many ghost experiences throughout my life, but here's my most intense and most significant So preface, as a child, I was very quiet and timid. I wouldn't necessarily say I was shy because I had no problem talking to people as long as they talked to me first. I definitely didn't take risks and I hated feeling like a burden. I was very observant and liked to stay in the background of things. I was also very girly, but I also had an interest in darker things. At age nine, I loved poetry and my favorite poet was Edgar Allan Poe. I I had most of his poems memorized. I loved anything Tim Burton I could get my hands on. I loved watching Phantom of the Opera, even though it freaked me out a little. But again, I didn't like taking risks and have never wanted to have a dark experience myself. Turns out I don't get to just decide these things. I've had many. Here are a few highlighted stories. Or here are a few highlight stories. Okay. What? Did that, yeah, did that freak you go. out? <laughs> okay. When I was 11, my great-grandma Betty died. My grandma's name is Betty. Wow. 
That is freak, freaking me out a little. <laughs> Betty's still alive, though. Betty is still alive. Yeah, yes. So okay. So she, okay, I'm just going to start that over. Uh, when I was 11, my great-grandma Betty died. She lived in a very small town in deep south Louisiana in a very, very old home that was so old it actually has a historical marker sign out front. Her mother lived there before her, and at least two, possibly more other families unrelated to me also lived long enough to die in this house. So we're talking four-plus generations of people occupied this house for basically their entire lives and grew old and died in it. I had never been to this house before, but my dad used to spend summers at this house as a child. There's a huge overgrown pecan tree in the front yard and a cute little porch with swings and rocking chairs. Typical old, small, southern home. One could even call it cute. All I was told before going to this house was that it was very old and my dad had memories there. We stayed in this house along with my grandparents and my uncle and cousins for about three to four days for the funeral and to help out my grandma with making funeral funeral arrangements and go through my great grandma's stuff. I had a very odd, unsettled feeling in the house. I remember feeling on edge the entire time we were there and I remember feeling like I was being watched basically at all times. Once I was in the kitchen getting something out of the fridge for my grandma, when I saw someone out of the corner of my eye, it looked like a woman. I thought I was an, I thought I saw an apron tied around her waist. I turned and there was nothing there. I felt creeped out, but there was also a lot of people staying in the tiny house, and I wrote it off as being one of my cousins or something. Speaking of cousins, there were seven of us, all under the age of 12, running crazy in the house and climbing all over the furniture and in the pecan tree out front. We were having a grand old time. This will tie in later. My cousins and uncle were staying in the back of the house in what used to be a back porch, and at some point, someone had decided to turn it into an extra bedroom slash storeroom. It had this vintage wallpaper that was a cream background with nursery rhyme illustrations in a dark hunter green color on top. The night before the funeral, on what would have been day two of being there, I walked into that, that back room. I walked into that back room for the first time. I was sent to grab my cousin and brother for dinner. As soon as I walked through the threshold of the doorway, I felt this dark pit in my stomach. I looked at the wallpaper, which had never, which I had never seen before, and I felt this overwhelming sense of deja vu. I also felt extremely emotional and burst into tears. I felt so insanely forlorn and had this really deep, piercing feeling of hopelessness. Of hopelessness. My cousin and brother were freaked out and kept asking me what was wrong, but I was hysterical and couldn't speak. They helped me out of the room. As soon as I crossed the threshold again, I felt completely fine and like a weight had been lifted off my entire body. I told my parents what happened and they said I was not to go back there again and to stay where people were at all times. I was confused, but also at that age where I was like, they're adults and everything they say is correct. LOL. So I didn't know it. So I didn't question it or ask if we could leave. Surely it was safe there if they said so, right? I was just a kid. They knew best. The next day was the funeral. The, whole, the cemetery, which was also ancient, was close. Was so close it was within walking distance. So the next morning, the whole family got dressed in our Sunday best and walked to the cemetery as reverently as we could manage. We had a small and quick graveyard graveside service, then walked back. When we got back to the house, several neighbors were waiting outside the sidewalk holding casseroles and food for us. They were mostly all very old and had apparently known my great-grandmother for decades. When we invited them to come inside and eat with us, they politely refused and wouldn't even go past the sidewalk into the yard. I remember thinking that they seemed a little scared. The rest of the day, we just ate food and visited with each other. At some point, I was walking through the house with my dad and asked about the wallpaper. The house hadn't been updated in literal decades, and all of the wallpaper throughout the house was stained and even had large chunks of it peeling from the corners where it met, where it met the ceiling. My dad said there were um, reasons why the house was falling apart, and he'd tell me about them later. That day, one of my younger brothers found a weird small door in one of the rooms with random stuff random crap stuffed inside my dad quickly told him to close the door and never open another door in the house that didn't lead to a room okay 
the last night we were there, the old TV in the living room didn't seem to want to stay, didn't seem to stay, didn't want to stay turned off. It kept turning on at random times. My uncle always had some sort of excuse for it, but I noticed the adults looking at each other concerned. Cabinets kept slamming in the kitchen and the back door to the house, the back door in that creepy old back room in that. My gosh, I'm so sorry. I just got so mush mouthed, as Dan would say. Uh, The back door to the house, the back door in that creepy back room was repeatedly found unlocked and ajar, even though they, everyone kept swearing they were not unlocking and opening it. Cool. We left the, not cool. (laughs) We left the next morning on the drive back. My younger brothers all fell asleep and my parents then decided it was okay to tell me the truth. The house was haunted. It had been for at least a century with more hosts joining the other ghostly residents over the years. When my dad was a kid and spent most of his summers there, his great grandma and her sister were still alive and also lived in the house with his grandmother, who was my great grandmother who had just died. All of the women apparently could see ghosts in the house and would refer that to them by name. The turning, the TV turning on randomly at the time, there was a radio that would do the same and cabinets and doors being found ajar and or slamming on their own was basically a daily occurrence. One time, an entire carton of eggs was found smashed all over the kitchen on their own. When something like that happened, one of the women would start speaking to the ghosts and would be like, and would be like they're there mildred i'm sorry for whatever we did to upset you or whatever the ghost name was at the time your face (laughs) (laughs) and apparently everyone who had lived in that house ever had also seen and spoken to ghosts again cool it's fine it's definitely not fine (laughs) (laughs) my dad said that the women who lived in the house were extremely strict and had the mentality of children should be seen and not heard Kids weren't allowed to touch the furniture. They literally made everybody sit on the floor and they definitely were not allowed allowed to climb on the pecan tree. But this just wasn't this wasn't just because the woman. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's really hot. It's hot. I'm so sorry. This wasn't just because the women were the worst. It was because of the ghosts. They didn't like children. And if they got upset, they got upset if kids did any of those things. The rules became a thing because the ghost supposedly told them that. They blamed all of the ghost happenings on my poor dad when he stayed there as a kid. So when earlier I said we were running around crazy and climbing on furniture in the pecan tree, my dad and all of the other adults there legitimately think that it was because of us kids being rowdy and the weird fe- the weird falling apart wallpaper throughout the house, also because of the ghosts. They, they freaked out if you changed anything, which is why the back room where I had the weird experience is apparently the most haunted room in the whole house. It was never the same after it was converted from the back porch into a room and several builders who worked on that room had really freaky experiences and or sustained serious injuries while doing it the house being haunted is also why the neighbors were afraid to come inside everyone knew about the ghosts and the crazy women who lived there and spoke to them and the weird little door my brother found there were secret doors all throughout the house and no one knows who put them there what their purpose is and it's assumed that the stuff crammed inside of each of them was put there by the ghosts some of the items found throughout the years were items of living residents that had gone missing but some items were really old and no one knew who they belonged to Oh, minor detail. My great-grandmother died in the house in one of the bedrooms, the bedroom that my siblings and I were staying in, in the bed that we slept in. Why the hell would adults say all that? Why, why the hell the adults all stayed there fully knowing all of this? I have no reasonable explanation other than my dad said afterwards that they can't hurt us, hurt us. And we were fine. Um, sir, we definitely were not fine. This is why white people don't survive horror movies. <laughs> Apparently the women on both sides of my family have a sensitivity to ghosts and the other side. My mom has had some really crazy experiences and obviously the women on my dad's side are completely whack. My mom told me that when I was a small child, about three or five, three, 
three to five, I claimed to talk to deceased family members who had I who I had never met before and could talk about very specific things about their lives that I had no way of knowing on my own, and even repeated conversations and specific phrases that, that they said in private between my parents and the deceased family members before they died. So that's terrifying. I definitely think kids are more sensitive to those things. My little sister, who is six now, is the same way. After that happened at my great grandma's house, it was like my eyes... It was like my eyes or sixth sense was opened. I'm extremely sensitive to ghosts slash spirits now, and I have had no less than eight supernatural experiences since then. I cannot handle supernatural or otherwise scary movies involving any ghost or possession related because that is real. The only ghost I've seen full on so far was my cousin, the same cousin who I was sent to grab for dinner in that creepy back room in my great grandma's haunted house when we were both 11 or so. He died in a tragic accident seven years later at age 18. I saw his ghost at his own funeral sitting in an empty pew of the chapel during his own memorial service and following his mother around the building afterwards, hand on her shoulder, comforting her. Not all spirits are bad. I really enjoyed that. Wow, no, for sure. I think that's so that interesting. very well written. Very well written and just interesting. Also, here's the thing with, so last week's episode, people were messaging me being like, that's fake. That didn't happen. That's fake. And I'm like, who are you to decide what somebody else experienced? Like, I really, don't you think that some people are just more sensitive to that stuff? I do, yeah. And we have the unique position of getting flooded with user submitted stories and, and, like, the things in this one that are, like, line up with the hundreds of others yeah. are so freaky. There's well, like... no, that's the thing. There are some things that happen, like, in every single story. Like, right. a really common one, 3 a.m. Totally. Things happen at 3 a.m. for, like, a... Like, like... I don't like that at all. I know. It's too weird. Too it's weird. It's too weird. Uh-huh. Specific houses... Yeah. With, with like doors that like you cross the threshold and it becomes dark. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There, there's there's too many patterns for me to dismiss them at yeah. this point. Yeah. No. And it's just funny when people are like, that definitely didn't happen yeah. to her. I'm who like, are you to, who's well, to and I'm like, I'm like, why would somebody, I mean, I'm sure obviously there are people who go out of their way to like tell these stories, but like. You can always tell. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not like, that's just real. Like totally. she's just sensitive. Like I yeah. just, I genuinely just think that people are more sensitive to stuff like that. I, I, I think that agree. I am like, I'm so anxious and I get so nervous about little things that I have strayed away from anything like that my entire life. Mm. So I don't think that I've ever even had the opportunity to be like, I don't even like being like outside at night. Like, let alone, like, in a haunted place or, like, I don't know. And I just, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I really want to see a ghost. Like, I really want to come firsthand into that. Well, no, 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 everybody knows that. The thing is, though, is when it comes down to it and I'm alone in my room at 2.50, I say, not tonight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even try it. Like, no way. So I'm I'm too much of a chicken. But uh, I'm kind of jealous of people like this who have these firsthand experiences like it's that. really interesting it really is yeah it is like i just and i talked about this last week about how like if in a couple hundred years we're gonna know like scientifically totally. what it will like what if parallel 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 universes are just widely accepted and we're right. like well yeah you feel that because they're existing in the parallel universe right next to us i feel like we're getting closer and closer every day now yeah like did you hear about that weird thing in the atlantic uh, no, no, no. The Antarctica, where they like found some energy source from a parallel well, universe. Well, yeah, but that's like, crazy like science well, yeah, like and like I'm thinking I might do an episode on Skinwalker Ranch. You are gutsy. That's like down the street from us. I know it's really close. You I think it's go. it's in northern Utah. It's a little bit north of us. Well, then let's. That's no, even we're not. Better. You, 
babe, did you hear? Have you? Do you know me at all? I'm not going to go. There's no okay, chance. You're right. Okay. Why would I even say Let's that? get into the next story. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I changed. I tried to change these names or leave them out. I try and always keep it anonymous if you guys want me to. But um, yeah, anyway, so she says, hello, my lovely lady. My number one most favorite entertainment is your podcast. Thank you. So when I heard the spooky story pod, I got bummed because I have a great one for you. But luckily, spooky season is all month and you're into that. Thanks, mama. She called me mama broad. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, eight or so, my family lived in Quincy, Illinois for about a year while my dad was in school. The house we lived in was a historic house built in the 1800s. Never a good start. Yeah. yeah. As soon as we moved in, creepy stuff started happening to me and my two younger sisters. For example, my sister woke up one night and looked at my other sister. All three of us shared a room with a bunk bed and a nightlight. She said my sister had a witch on her face. Her face was all distorted with a big nose and bug eyes. The tongue was sticking out and it majorly freaked her out. When we would all get dressed at night, we would hear doors in my parents' room open and shut, but they would be downstairs getting our brothers ready for bed. We were scared children, and the worst part was our parents never believed us when we told them stuff. Now that I'm older, I understand that they probably didn't want what we told them to be true. The worst ca- the worst of the cases was these were these two experiences I had. So normally I always slept through the night, but one night I woke from a deep slumber and I was wide awake, very aware that something was in our room and something had shifted. I was on the top bunk and looked over the edge to check on my sister in the bunk underneath underneath me. There I saw sitting at the end of her bed was, oh my gosh, you're freaking, you're freaking uh, hammock in our backyard. (laughs) Just scared me. I'm facing the other way and I just saw your eyes. like I know. I can see Matt's hammock and it's super windy. So it keeps like blowing up. It's so scary. Okay. Sorry. That was intense. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, I was on the top top bunk and looked over the edge. Uh, There I saw sitting on the end of her bed was a ghost. I couldn't see a shadow or anything, but the bed was indented as if there was a butt on it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just she said. She said butt. Uh, And I felt and I felt someone watching us from that spot. Suddenly, whatever the thing was, started crawling along the bed toward her sleeping body. I was petrified. Like frozen scared, I couldn't yell out or anything. I shut my eyes hard and prayed with my little eight-year-old heart that God would send the evil thing away from my sister. When I opened my eyes again, the whole energy of the room had changed. I wasn't scared at all. I actually felt really peaceful and calm and felt right, fell right back to sleep. But I will never forget how frightened I was and how evil that ghost felt. The second one needs a little more setup. So the door to my bathroom... to The door... To the bathroom my sisters and I shared was directly across the hall from the door to my parents' bedroom. My parents had a huge vanity that we could see ourselves in the mirror of from across the hall. One night, we were all three brushing our teeth, and I suddenly felt the presence again, the super evil one watching us. I looked across the hall into my parents' dark bedroom and could see, in the mirror, the shadow of a giant man standing and watching us brush our teeth. I started screaming bloody murder, as scared children naturally do, and both my sisters started freaking out and crying. My parents came running in to see what was happening, and all I could do was point at the mirror with the shadow man, who was still there watching us, watching this scene unfold. My dad turned around, and I thought for sure he could see it, but nope, my dad walked across the hall flipped on the light and turned around to face us as soon as he entered the room the shadow man fled the scene and along the feel along went the feeling of pure evil that surrounded me my dad was so mad at us because all of our hysteria had caused my two younger brothers to wake up and start crying he was in medical school and probably had a good reason to be pissed but i felt that that ghosts in our house warranted an exception to my brother staying up late after all what if the ghost got them anyway my dad forced all three of us into the bedroom and told us 
and the ghost that the shadow man slash ghost was never allowed back in our house because he was scaring us. The crazy thing is, after that, me nor my sis- neither me nor my sisters ever saw or heard or felt the ghost ever again. But those experiences 100% happened, and my sisters and I still talk about that house and the crap that went down. A couple thoughts. Yes, tell me. <laughs> Mirrors, bad news. Shadow people, bad news. Worse news. You put those together? Okay, game over. Yeah. Also... Uh, this is why I call back to the original story from, mm-hmm. from story number one. Don't name the ghosts because I feel like you're just gonna say like, yeah, hang out as long as you want to. The good, the dad here was like, don't mess with my kids anymore. Yeah, and I think that, I think they listen. I think they listen. Yeah, and I think that you, if you just say no, that they just and I think they listen. Away. Like not not only because I know a lot of people have their like they call priests or whatever they're, right. you know, they call like a religious figure. I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes they will just listen if you say, no, I, Please don't I come totally back. agree. Like in a non-religious that, way. That's why I will not do Ouija boards. Oh yeah. No, they, I think they listen. No, that's marriage rule number four. Exactly. We do not mess with Ouija boards. No. Yeah. We should honestly up that. Yeah. It might, it might be number one, <laughs> like over, like let's be nice to each other. Okay. You ready to keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This one's these. Uh, I think the next ones get a little bit shorter. Okay. Well, that's bad news. Yeah, I know. I want them to be long. Yeah. Everybody's all. Whenever they message me, people are like, "Sorry, I'll keep it quick." I'm like, "Why? Just write yeah, me a, only like." Three pages, write and like, more. I'm always shocked at like how well. I shouldn't say shocked, but people write no, so I'm well. I'm shocked. I, 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 it makes me like never want to write another email again for work. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I talk like a five year old compared to these people. It's I so know. Well, well there's they're they're my dum dums are actually very very smart. Yeah. I think that's why I like calling them dum dums because it's like. Actually, these women are all so, so smart. Right. But it's funny when it's like a really stupid thing, like summaries that yeah, we like just didn't learn. Yeah, like an inconsequential thing that doesn't like matter. Like these women can write novels and articles and, you know, right. have these amazing careers, but then they don't know that a cauldron is a haunted house. And totally. it's funny. It's my favorite thing. Because <laughs> I, I like it. to think that I'm like decently You're smart. You're incredibly intelligent. But there are things that come up that I'm like, am I? Like pirates. Am I? Yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like your headphones being quiet. Yeah, today. like I'm like, why are your headphones quiet? And you're like, the volume's down. No, I'm so, kidding. Sorry. No, it's okay. I know. Okay, let's keep going. She says, so ever since your spooky episode, I've been a, on a real ghost kick. Can't stop thinking about them. Discovered more podcasts that exclusively talk about it. I guess I enjoy scaring myself. Anyways, I have had quite a few ghost experiences in my life. This specific experience I hadn't thought about in a while, but your ghost episode brought up old memories and got me talking to my siblings to see if they had ever experienced anything. And oh my gosh, I could throw up just thinking about it. (laughs) So when I was like nine or 10, we moved into a new house. One of the bedrooms was so cute with this floral wallpaper border and my child self thought it was the coolest thing ever. My sister and I played rock, paper, scissors to see who would get the room. She won, but I was the oldest and somehow still got it. (laughs) Side note, my sister is still bitter about this. For years, I would wake up and see this little girl in a white nightgown floating above me. So the sister actually won. Yeah, so really you lost. (laughs) I would see a little girl in a white nightgown floating above me. I would pull the covers up over my head and wait for a while, and then when I looked around, she would be gone. Turns out the family who lived there before had a daughter who passed away a few years prior due to some weird illness. Yep, my room used to be hers. Anyway, this went on for a while. My mom told me it was a dream, and I guess I kind of just let myself think that, even though I knew it was real. After I moved out, I never had the issue with the creepy floating girl again, although I have seen other ghosts. Fast forward to this week. I was texting my brother and sister asking about ghost experiences, and I brought up the girl. My brother freaked out and asked if she wore a white dress. 
My stomach dropped and I confirmed that she did. Apparently a few years after I moved out, he he woke up to see a little girl in in a nightgown standing on the edge of his bed. I hate the edge of the bed thing. I know why they're oh. always on the edge of the bed. That, honestly, they're always. You know how I've been saying, like, I'm just gonna like game and sleep on the couch tonight. That honestly plays a big part of it. You're I'm, freaked like, out. Freaked out of our bedroom lately. Really? Yeah, it's just so like cozy. Like ghosts want in. I think. Oh yeah, and they then, do. I'm scared. It's man. okay. Okay, sorry. We have a cat to, to protect us. Okay. Yeah. Right. Next up. <sighs> Wait. What? That was it? Yeah. That was it. She oh. didn't know that her so that's the other thing is that like when people confirm like when people totally. describe details and they're years apart. Yeah, you're like, "Come on, that's not made up." No, totally. It's not. I will not I'm not going to taunt the ghosts and say right. you're not real. <sighs> Are you freaked out a little bit? I'm a little freaked out. You want to watch a spooky movie tonight? Yeah, no, I watched a spooky movie this morning to get myself extra spooked. Yeah. And now I'm like, "Why did I do yeah, that?" Yeah, you really should not have done that. Yeah. Okay. It's weird because I so my birthday is this week. Happy birthday Thank this week! You. It's on. It's Wednesday, October fourteenth. In case anybody um, cares, but and so I've like I feel like I've always loved October so right. much because it's my birthday and your birthday is September. Yeah, me too. Th- September thirtieth. Yeah. yeah, and I mean your birthday's not in October, but I get what you mean. It's but October is the best because it's the day after my birthday. Yes, and so I've always loved it, but I've always had a real aversion to anything scary or haunted. Right, but then. I, I don't know. And then, but then it's like true crime. Like I can't, I just, I consume it, no, but I, I hate it. I don't get that. I really don't I know. Understand. I don't get it either. I feel like you've been warming up to Spooky though. Since I have we've been, gotten married. I feel like, yeah, I'm a little bit more. I would still never do any spooky activity. Like I would never do a Ouija board. Well, I would never enter a haunted house. I would like never. Like a legitimately haunted house? No way. But even like, even like the, like toy ones, I would never do. You know, like the, I think the, I would probably go ghost hunting before I'd go to one of those dumb, like, nightmares. No, I hate all of that stuff. It's just yeah. asking for bad news. Okay, totally. here we go. This this story comes from New Zealand. New Zealand. New Z- I'm going to cut that out. Is that bad? Well, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I just okay. feel like. One, two, three. This story comes from New Zealand. Very cool. Yes. I actually, I feel so, like, nervous and flattered when people like tell me like oh i'm from canada or i'm from like no, places that i've never been i'm like world. wait yeah. it's so cool okay yeah i have been to canada once but i've never been to new zealand well, it's on still, our list. i just think it's like user submitted story from new zealand that's the that makes it's so cool so yeah happy. so thank you she says okay so my story isn't really spooky in a sense but i was scared out of my pants it's kind of oh wait hold on uh it's kind of in the way that i I'm sorry. This is my fault. She typed it right. I'm just reading it really weird. Let me start over. Okay. So my story isn't really spooky in a sense that I was scared out of my pants, but it's kind of in a way like I, sorry, I'm just, I can't read this. Okay. Okay. So my story isn't really spooky in a sense that I was scared out of my pants, but it's kind of a way I believe like you, that there is something else on the other side. And as souls pass on, we sometimes elbow touch. I like elbow it. touch. I, I know. I like that. that. Um, I was about 12 years old and it was a summer hall and it was summer holidays. My mom, I really wanted to say summer holidays because we don't say that here and it sounds very, yeah, now we do. Okay. So, uh, and it was summer holidays. My mom and I went to see my grandma, my mom's mom, and we were sitting in my grandma's summer kitchen. As most grandparents do, she insisted on me having lunch. So I was slurping busily away at her famous cucumber salad before I could have a slice. Who am I kidding? A plate. Of Icklers. Okay, so, time out. Write a novel. I know. Slurping away, waiting I know. for a plate of Icklers. Do you know what Icklers is? No, but that's the most okay. whimsical sentence No, ever. I know. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, I, I, what is this? Okay. Like, what is, 
what is Ickler's? And she said, oh, maybe I'm spelling it wrong. Anyway, she sent me a screenshot. It's a Hungarian dessert. And it's, I mean, when it came up, it's like it's uh, spelled Eckler's with an E, E-C-K-L-E-R. I, I think I want to make this. It looks oh, so cool. delicious. It's layers of like cream, pastry, and chocolate. Cool. It looks delicious. Anyway, so she was saying wow, that's that what her... amazing. I know. So she was going to eat some of that. So... I was munching away through my way of the powdery softness when I heard from the back of my mind that my mom asked if anyone is going to be at the funeral. I quickly looked up and said, what funeral? Who died? My mom explained that my dad's mom's sister, so her great aunt, had passed away and her funeral is this weekend. Do you know the feeling when you've had a dream and you kind of remember it in the morning, but when someone says something, even days later, the whole thing comes back to you. Every detail, crystal clear, like 4K TV. Sounds perfect. As if you are reliving the dream. So as my mom said the words, my dad's mom's sister, I have a full on flashback. My face goes numb and my mom and grandma look at me like I just saw a ghost, pun intended. Then I proceeded to tell them that I had a dream of this two days ago and I actually did. This was the dream. I was in a badly lit room with only spotlight shining on the dark green walls. It kind of reminds me of an investigation room at a police station in movies. The air is a little eerie. There were two bar stools in the middle of the room and between a tall and put between them a taller table. I'm sitting on one side and this other woman sits. Was that our cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. There were two bar stools in the middle of the room and between them a taller table. I'm sitting on one side and this other woman sits on the other side. I don't know her. Can't really recognize her. She is smoking a cigarette and i can see the flowing shapes of the smoke that the smoke makes in the spotlight her hair is short a little spiky and i can see her red lipstick and its marks around the butt of the cigarette she blows the smoke into my face she mustn't know me as i hate that all of a sudden she says this is family even from miles away on last minute notice they'd come up for a funeral true value of family i'm a little confused as she takes a sip of her cigarette i look at her and ask who died she slowly puffs her smoke out as she looks at me. Your granddad's sister. They're all coming up for the funeral this weekend from the country. I acknowledge her comments and keep listening as she talks to me about the importance of family in both good and bad. As I recited this story to my mom, I asked her, when did she die? My mom says, two nights ago, in the evening. A chill went through my back. We never really talked about this with my family after I, after I told the story to them, but I got to tell you something. I have never met my granddad's sister. My granddad died before my mom met my dad, so she never met him either, or she never met her either. I also never met the woman from my dream, but I could paint you her face. I can see it so vividly. Since then, I believe there are spirits around us, either for good or here and there. I find it interesting that she has traveled to me in my dreams before she left Earth. Hope this helps. Amazing podcast. You're making my life. First of all, I love the way she wrote. I know I yeah. kind of, I feel like I kind of jumbled those, no, but I just feel like some of the um uh, like semantics like right. are different than ours, so I just I mm-hmm. I just I messed it up a little bit, but she wrote beautifully. And I think oh, yeah. that's I think it's just really poetic when people are like just as we pass on, sometimes you just run into each other a little totally. bit. And like very, this lady was just poetic. in it, like I don't know, and I just love she's just Elbow sitting there touching smoking the a phrase. cigarette yeah. in her dream. It's like so like I want her to write that into a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like spooky that like like it makes you ask the question like because here's the thing I totally believe like in exactly what she's saying no doubt in my mind in any capacity that this story is totally true and happened yeah of course where where's that room what are the logistics behind it like did the did did the dream world Dude, don't be ma- doing like, what, don't be doing don't be don't be doing this right I now. I just want to know like I. <laughs> You know? Yes. Okay. I have a couple more, but they're on my phone, so I'm not I'm not ignoring you. I'm just pulling them up. Okay, cool. Okay. 
She says, Hi, Maddie. I've had a few experiences in my life with ghosts, but I want to share the scariest one. When I went to university, I roomed with my cousin who was whose childhood home was haunted. There were four of us that lived in the apartment, only two bedrooms, weird things that would happen once we were all watching. Okay, she's saying like weird things that would happen. Here's a list. Okay, list of weird things. Yeah. Once when we were all watching a movie together in our front room, the door opened when it was chained and bolted shut. Another time, the four of us went out to dinner together, and when we came home, all four burners of the stovetop were burning orange. That happened to somebody last week. That happened. I am not joking. That happened to somebody last week. The burners were on. I wanted to say this, too. Yeah. Back to the logistics thing. Yeah. Like, I heard something in my headphone. I kind of think that they can communicate through, like, electricity. That's why lights flicker. That's why stove burners So you think the upside down is real? I don't think it's an upside down setting. So I don't know. I don't know. The, I'm yeah. not a ghost scientist, but I'm saying. <laughs> Do those exist? A ghostbuster? A ghostbuster. Um, doesn't it seem like like there's always an electricity, like little flicker of a light or a, something like that? Okay, on? let me. You're, you're stupid yeah, hammock. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Um, all four burners of the stovetop were burning orange when none of us had cooked that day. Then there were times I'd be in the shower and the toilet would. Sorry, I just got out of breath. And I'd be in the shower and the toilet would flush by itself. Yes, a moaning myrtle encounter. (laughs) We tried to brush off these encounters and just push them aside so we didn't think much of them. But the story I want to share about this ghost happened on a night that I was home alone. My cousin was out on a date and our other two roommates had gone home for the weekend. I was sitting on my bed reading when my door slammed shut out of nowhere and then opened a few minutes later. When the door opened, this old lady with curlers in her hair walked in and said, Hi, I'm Martha. I couldn't move, let alone talk, so I sat there staring. She walked closer to me and said, Can you help me take these out of my hair? As she sat down on the edge of my bed facing away from me, I was so shocked that I couldn't physically move. She then turned her head over her shoulder and said, Well, are you going to help me or not? Still frozen in fear, I said nothing. And this is where things got even spookier. Martha flew up into the air, and I swear to you the rest of this is exactly what happened. She was screaming, you are just like your mother, over and over again. She was completely maniacal, flying around everywhere, just freaking the hell out. The faucets in the bathroom sink turned on, the clothes flew out of my dresser, the pages on my calendar on my wall were torn out, the toilets were flushing continually, the shower was running, the lights were turning off and on, the the rev turned on, the stove burning, and the AC started blasting cold air in the middle of winter. I sat they're literally too scared to move and start and tears started streaming down my t- my cheeks this happened for a few more minutes when my cousin came home when the front door opened all of the faucets turned off she came into the room and said why is grandma outside our apartment our grandma suffered from mental illnesses that unfortunately caused her to take her life when we were young she never liked my mom and everyone knew it my mom had put curlers in her hair and then left to pick us up from school when my grandpa called to let my mom know that my grandma died oh can you even believe that one? No, that's... They both saw her. They both saw their grandma. Okay, okay. Like your thing, like some people are just more sensitive. Kids have got to be just... They were adults living together in college. Why did in my head I picture her... Like, she said that and I knew that, but I just thought she was... That makes it so much worse. Yeah, so they were adults. Her and her cousin lived together. Oh, and their grandma had died when they were young. That is so that is so scary. I don't like that. That is so scary. Okay, next one. Okay. This is called The Ghost on the Road to Alaska. 
Okay. Okay. This story happened to my husband. I'm writing down everything he says, so this story is transcribed by me. A little bit of background. My husband is from Alaska, but went to school in Utah. This is a story about him driving home to Alaska from Utah during one winter with his friends. By the way, the road that leads to the lower 48 states... Okay, hold on. The road that leads from the lower 48 states to Alaska is called the Alcan. The Alcan Highway is ridiculously desolate. For several hundred miles, there's absolutely nothing. For context, when you drive the Alcan, you have to bring jugs of gasoline and spare tires with you because there are no gas stations for miles and miles, especially through Canada. From Utah, the drive is approximately 55 hours in the car. 55? Yeah. If you drive straight without stopping to sleep and rotate drivers, you can make the trip in about three days. Here are the words of my husband. I believe it was the winter of 2016, and my two friends and I were driving home for winter break. We That is like a really long drive to make for like a break. No, yeah, 55 hours. I mean, obviously. I they, you were going to say 15. No, obvi- I mean, obviously. No, it's it's huge. I mean, it's like the well, Canadian right, wilderness. Like, here to Canada is like 12, right? Uh, Yeah, probably something like and that. And so but I'm all, thinking Alaska, I mean, but I didn't realize it was that far away. Yeah, it's humongous. That's insane. I think we have a skewed perspective on how big Canada is. Right. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. sorry, I lost my spot. We had been driving. Okay, they were going home for Utah or for winter break. We had been driving from Utah to Alaska for about two days at this point. My two friends and I were driving on a rotation. I would drive for several hours and I would sleep while the others took over and so on. At this point, it was about 3 a.m., pitch black, and the snow was coming down unlike any snowstorm I had ever seen. The roads were thick with fresh powder and my windshield wipers were going crazy. At this point in the drive, we were several hundred miles deep into Canada. The last gas station we had seen was probably 10 hours behind us and the nearest would be another... 10 hours in front of us. Did you not hear our neighbor? Just... I did. I did. Oh, my gosh. The snow was so thick that any tire tracks we left on the road would be covered up within minutes. I had to go to the bathroom, so I slowed down my truck and pulled to the side of the road. The snow was so ridiculous, I got out my phone and was ready to take a Snapchat while I to do- while I peed to document the blizzard. I got out of the truck and walked a few feet ahead of my truck. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I rotated myself so that I was facing the side of the road. I began to pee, then looked at the ground in front of me and saw fresh human footprints across the vast land ahead of me leading from the road toes in it like like bare footprints i don't know it's just as human footprints okay across the vast land in front of me leading from the road into the forest ahead chills ran down my spine and i stopped my pee (laughs) midstream that's something you would say these footprints were 100 percent human and 100 percent fresh they couldn't have been more than two minutes old with how hard it was snowing i having my camera at the ready snapped a picture as fast as i could and sprinted back to my truck my panic was so apparent that i woke up my friends as i peeled back onto the into the road i showed my friends the picture and they were in utter disbelief we were hundreds of miles deep into canada and were hundreds of miles away from anything it was an arctic wasteland where had the footprints come from did he he send a photo. No. Oh, but they gave an, I mean, they gave an explanation. She said, uh, the picture was on his old phone that broke years ago. He oh, showed his pictures okay. to the friends in the car and family, but they just didn't send it to me. That's okay. That's okay. That was pretty weird. That one's like, I don't know if that one's so much a ghost, but like a, a creepy person. Yeah. That's, you know? that seems more skinwalkery to me. Than yeah. Ghosty. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause here's the thing. I think that the closer you are to a city, you got a ghost. The closer you are to the wilderness, you got a skinwalker. You know, you're saying that word an awful lot. Well, we're fine. We're in a city <laughs> <laughs> because that's what my next story is about. Okay, yeah. here we go. It's called "Pretty Sure I Saw a Skinwalker." All right. She says, "I just listened to the Bood broadcast. Clever, by the way. Much better than the Bat broadcast. That was my second choice." 
I quickly realized that the original story I sent in was extremely lame in comparison to the stories that made it into the episode and that I needed to up my game. I didn't send this story in in originally because to this day I'm confused about it and not sure if or what actually happened. If it, what or if it actually happened. But after hearing so many other people uh, who were extremely honest about their paranormal encounters, I decided I could be too. I grew up and moved back. I grew up and moved back to a town that borders the Navajo reservation. My whole life, I had been told stories about skinwalkers. However, all the stories I have been told are are extremely varied, and to this day, I don't fully understand what it is or what their purpose is. In eighth grade, I once asked a volleyball teammate who happened to be Navajo explain it to me to explain it to me but even after a two-hour bus ride and an incredibly detailed story about how her uncle was almost murdered by one i still didn't fully understand here's what google has to say on the matter the shape-shifting skinwalker of native american legend takes on various forms across tribes but most agree on what it looks like a deformed animalistic body marred face and blazing orange red eyes now let's go back in time i was about nine or ten years old i went shooting with my dad because that's what you do in small towns there's a shooting range just outside city limits people being people tend to dump garbage in this area as well old couches tvs cans bottles etc it's annoying and gross but to make the best out of a bad situation the garbage does provide targets so here we are searching for garbage to shoot at you know typical daddy daughter outing my dad veered off into a patch of cedar trees and i stayed in an open clearing leaving me momentarily alone the shooting range neighbors a very small strip of the reservation land along with a handful of trailer houses and other dwellings what do you think is located on this land you guessed it a burial ground the clearing in which I stood searching for old rusty cans and glass bottles was, by my guesstimation, probably less than half a mile from said burial ground. As I said before, I'm confused about this day, but here are some details that are very clear to me. My dad disappeared into the cedar trees. I'm left standing alone in the clearing. Everything suddenly becomes very still and quiet. I hear hoof beats approaching me. A beast gallops past me. It looks like a deer, but it's the size of a horse and has a strange face. It comes close enough to me that I should feel wind rush by me as it passes, but I feel nothing. Once it passes, I see where it is going, but it has vanished in the thin air. My dad reemerges from the trees. I want to ask, did you see that? But I don't, because I know the answer will be no. Dude. Let's, I actually don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. We, we won't have to talk about that anymore. I, it, this isn't about... The forbidden word. Yes. I just think it's really fascinating that well, – let's not talk about it. What were you going to say? Fascinating what? Every culture has something like that. Yeah. All across the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. Let's stop talking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to. Okay, this is our last story. And then we should do like a palate cleanser. Like something. Totally. Like something. Well, we do that. Whenever we watch a really heavy movie, we always turn on The Office before yeah. we go to bed. Well, lately it's been baking show. but That's true. All right, everybody, here is our last story. This is probably our last full episode of user-submitted spooky stories. I have a couple other things planned for the last two weeks of October. So if you are not into this, if you're not, they will probably not continue after this. But I might – I well, I shouldn't say they won't continue because I might mention a couple, but – It's too fun. It's I know. Yeah. And it's just like – see, like, if, if you guys think I'm annoyingly festive now, like, just wait, wait till, till Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> It does cool down around July, though, because she gets cranky from the heat. Yes, that is very true. Okay. <laughs> my parents separated my junior year of high school. The following year, my mom decided to move to Arizona or move from Arizona to Ohio with all of the kids to be closer to her family. Because it was my senior year, I decided to stay in Arizona with my dad. He got a small one-bedroom apartment for us to live in. Shortly after we moved in, he got an irresistible job opportunity in New Mexico for a few months, which would leave me living alone in an apartment as a high school senior. 
It was during, (laughs) yeah, that's your dream. It was during this time that I started experiencing sleep paralysis. For the first time in my life, it was truly one of the most terrifying experiences. I was alone, asleep in my twin bed in the corner of my room. During the middle of the night, my mind suddenly woke up. I could feel nothing but darkness, which at the time I equated to evil. Unlike many people who can open their eyes during sleep paralysis, mine involves my eyes staying completely shut. It feels like I am being smothered by an immense dark weight. My instinct is to scream, but the more I try, the more the pressure compounds. Trying to move causes the same effect. It took many nights of fighting what felt like an unseen sleep demon to realize that the only way to be released was to completely surrender. That is so scary. Yeah, don't like that one bit. Yeah. The moment I did, the weight disappeared and I was able to open my eyes and move my body. The experience can only be described as an attempt to be pushed from the mortal mortal world into purgatory. Up to this point, oh. I had never heard of sleep paralysis and had no way to describe these experiences except for associating it with the evil that I felt. Because of that, I decided to speak to my priest who told me that it sounded like there was indeed a demon trying to possess me. This was in 2000. So don't, don't surrender. <laughs> yeah, this was in 2011, she says. Unfortunately, these episodes became my new normal. I was 17 years old, living alone after my parents and siblings moved away, thinking that every night would be a war with Beelzebub himself. Is it Beelzebub or... Uh, Beelzebub. Place. Uh, I think uh, Freddie Mercury says Beelzebub. He does, but he also was saying it in a song, so we can't. Okay, anyways. Uh, after a few months of being... That's funny. That's like how Fergie spells tasty wrong exactly. in Fergalicious. She spells it T-A-S-T-E-Y. That's wrong. Wow. That's so crazy. Freaking Fergie. Freaking Fergie. Okay. After a few months of being on my own, a wonderful family from my church decided to take me in to live with them. I welcomed the idea of having parents again. Their oldest three kids were grown and moved out, so I would be staying in their daughter's old room. It was incredibly pleasant, with wicker furniture, soft yellow walls, and a floral comforter on the queen-size bed. One of the two sons, still living in the house, happened to be one of my great friends, so this was a heaven-sent setup for me. I felt relief that was fri- that I felt that relief was finally on the horizon. That was until I received a very ominous warning from my new adopted mom. She told me that the room I was staying in had a history of strange things happening. She said there was a clock they had to get rid of because it kept ticking backwards. No. She also said the blankets would sometimes be ripped off of the person sleeping in the bed. As unsettling as those snippets were, she then said not to be alarmed if I heard my new adopted dad screaming in the middle of the night. She said he was sensitive to spirits and oftentimes had startling encounters in his dreams, which I would now identify as a night terror. Upon hearing this, I opened up to her about my experiences. She smiled and said, You're among good company here. She then gave me instructions to come wake them up if anything strange happened so that they could make sure my room was safe. I felt a weird comfort knowing that I wasn't alone in my paranormal sensitivity. The first few weeks at the home were wonderful. My episodes disappeared and I was finally able to sleep peacefully again. But one evening, something changed. I had stayed up late writing an essay on the book Beloved by Toni Morrison. The themes I was writing about were dark and that in in and of itself put me on edge. As I went to sleep that night, I felt unsettled. I could not shake the feeling that something was watching me. I somehow coaxed myself to sleep and shortly thereafter was enveloped in the darkness that I had become all too familiar with. However, this time my normal remedy did not work. The presence stayed and continued to increase the pressure on my chest to the point where I was positive I would die. I could not breathe. I started to panic and my instinct to kick and scream took over. As I did so, the pitch black darkness somehow became more pure. I began frantically praying, pleading to God that I would be saved. After what seemed like a lifetime of fighting, the darkness suddenly lifted, as if a Patronus had been conjured. (laughs) When I was able to open my eyes and move, I rushed out of the room to alert the dad like I had been instructed. When I walked into the master bedroom, I found him, the mom, and the son, my friend, all wide awake, pacing the room. They looked at me alarmed. 
Did it get to you too? The son said. I said yes. It seemed that I was not the only one who was visited by the presence that night. In fact, at the exact same time, all three of us had experienced our own version of a visitation. The dad in his usual terror, which the mom was able to wake him up from, the son fell to possession but was not paralyzed as I, has been, as I had been. He was able to run to his dad, who sensed that it was happening, and cast the presence out. It was at the moment. It was at that moment they cast it out that I was liberated from my own paralysis. We stood together for a few minutes, waiting until we felt okay enough to go back to sleep. But we all wondered what had triggered all three of us to be visited the same night. The next morning, I woke up and felt like the entire night before had been a dream. It was too unreal. I have had. I had to have made it up. I walked into the bedroom, which was located between all three of our bedrooms. I walked into the, excuse me, the bathroom, which was located between all three of our bedrooms and opened up the shower curtain and began getting ready for school. I turned on the water and looked at the wall and saw my razor had been adjusted and was precariously dangling sideways from its wall mount to form an upside down cross. Spooky, 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 spooky. So spooky. Don't like the dream world references. Don't like it because you can't really do anything there. You're just kind of screwed. Sleep paralysis, paralysis. Probably my biggest fear. I've never experienced it. I've never Thank experienced goodness. sleep paralysis. Either. Any story about sleep paralysis, I like want them to stop telling me so I don't like like contract it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've never. The only thing um, I said last week that I've only seen things when I've been on Ambien, and you were with me. Remember, I was on. I Ambien. was with you. Yeah. yeah, that was probably really freaky to be not on anything and yeah. have somebody on Ambien like narrating what's happening in their brain. Well, you do that a lot and a lot of the times it's very spooky stuff. Like the other night you took an Ambien and, and I was like standing in the corner of our bedroom and you're like, what's that guy doing behind you? And I'm like, come on. Oh yeah. But that... you never remember it. You did remember that one. And yeah, that do. one, that one was weird. That one was when my parents were moving out of their house and we were living in their basement and I was on Ambien and I saw um, like three white glowing people just walked past me like i know it was ambient but when i told my mom my mom was like what if they don't want us to leave the house what if we're not supposed to like she was like really worried about it uh what's a happy thing that you want to end on uh let's name some happy things about october what are you gonna do for my birthday well that i can't tell you no you have to tell me Mm, no i can't i can't tell you the surprise well you just celebrated your birthday yeah and did you have a good birthday great birthday 27 27 and then i will be 27 yeah on mm-hmm. wednesday Our birthdays are exactly two weeks apart yes it's just so, isn't it's that so romantic yeah. <laughs> so, i love that fact i know we usually so matt's on 30th obviously mine's on the 14th we try and do something on the 7th yeah. uh but now we just decided that's our cat's birthday <laughs> <laughs> anyways well thanks for listening everybody and thank you Matt, for for being here and running the show over here. And I'm sorry that I insulted your microphone. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you are safe and not spooked. And just know that you are safe as long as you keep yourself safe. I think that's a good way way to say it. And if we run into each other in dream world, we'll stay together so we don't run into things. Yes. And yeah, I think that's everything. Anything yeah. else you want to add to the people? Uh, thanks for the feedback on Spooky's song. Made me yeah. really happy. Oh, he loves this. It's going to be, you guys are going to hear it in about 10 seconds because I'm going to stop talking and the theme music will play. And yeah, so have a great week. I will talk to you guys soon. We love you. Tell them you love them. Love you. And I love you. And I love you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>